Hey, hey, guys, it's Tim Gillette, and we're back here with another episode of the Tim Gillette Show. Well, as you know, this show is not about me, even though it's titled after my name. It's about bringing some of the most interesting people that we know on the planet. So I love it because I get to know and meet people uh, on occasions like this, where I get to interview them, find about them, their business, and how they are making a change in the world. Because it's not about me, it's about them. So, and I've loved this as a, as, a, as a podcaster. It has been one of the funnest things in my life to be able to interview people and find out how they help. Doesn't mean I always 100% like them, but in this case, I think I really do like this guy. I'm just saying, this guy just seems so cool from watching his website, looking over his stuff. I've been looking forward to today's interview. So uh, I'm going to get to know him. His name's John Honorado. I think I said that right. He'll correct me if I'm wrong. If not, we're just going to call him John O. Because let me tell you, he looks like my kind of dude. So let's bring him on here. Hey, John. Hey, Tim. How you doing? All right, man. So, uh, you know, I, I know you, you. we were talking in the pre-chat and you kind of looked into yeah. it and went, wait a minute, this guy's got like cool, you know, and like, wait a minute, yeah. uh, he doesn't look that same anymore. How come? <laughs> well, thanks for pumping me up, man. I really appreciate that. It's like, I, I'm not, I'm not used to that kind of treatment. So yeah. it's, it's, it's real nice. Well, I mean, I mean, John, I looked over your website, man. And like, you know, everybody's got, you know, everybody's got room to improve, but like, you don't have much room to improve. You look like you're bringing it out there. Just like, Hey, this is me. And this is how I help people. Well, and that's I, the people I, we want on this show. Awesome. Yeah. Cause like I, I've I watched a couple of your shows and it, it seems like my kind of people, like I, I try to lead with, with my vulnerability. You know, it's like, I, I just put it out there and it's like, if you like it, great. And if you don't, well, you know, there's the door, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and, and in our today's um, diverse world, all right, yeah. I think it's so cool that some of us can still just be us, all right? And you know what yeah. I mean? You are. You're pulling off. You're just, just be me. You're not trying to make a billion dollars. You're not trying to change the whole world, but you're trying to change your world. Is that right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty accurate because like this is all I have control over. Like yeah. the world is going mad out there, right? And and like nobody has any control over anything except themselves. So I'm doing the best I can to, to make myself a better person, to present myself better and, and to, uh, you know, have a good business, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know what I mean? I looked at the site. It looks like, you know what I mean? You're doing some copywriting work. You're doing some writing work. Looks like yeah. you've even done some ghostwriting work. So how did you get into this? Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been writing Tim I've been writing pretty much ever since I could uh, push crayons around a piece of paper right so I figured out how to make marks with them um, and and all my uh, teachers and whatnot in school gave me high praise and stuff and I never really did anything with it until 2013 when I discovered that I really needed to work freelance uh, for myself I was in a uh, a brain injury rehab program. And uh, and and they tried to put me in a job where like they put me in the workforce, which is great, which I, I was having trouble with at the time. But it did, it wasn't a fit like it was too noisy. There was too much chaos. I couldn't handle it. Um, so I so I decided to take the leap into freelance writing. And, you know, here we are seven years later. And, and you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a fun career. First of all, I've been in writing since 2010, so I get it. Uh -huh. I loved it. You know what I mean? For me. Um, and I, I, I put it off for a long time. I mean, I had people back as far as 2003 tell me to do it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. nobody wants to read what I write. Come on, man. You know, you, it, it was a self-belief thing. 
yeah. did you go through that self-belief thing or or was it a struggle yeah. for you? Well, a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it is is a lot of it is is believing in yourself. Yeah, I mean, you got to believe in yourself. You got to have faith in yourself. You, you got to know that you that even though every other people might be you might be getting collecting rejection slips, you know, left and right, you just got to keep plugging away at it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, eventually, people enough people were telling me that I that I that I'm good with the written word. And that I finally that I finally started taking a taking a personal look at my own talents, and a, and a long hard look at my own talents, and and I discovered that yeah I really do have something going on. Maybe I should do something with it. Yeah, um, and and um, when you started 2013, all right, did you have like uh, uh, you know I mean were you able to grab a following real quick, or was it like a a struggle to go okay where's my niche? Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, it was, it was a struggle to find a niche. Like I, I felt my first client was a, I, my first client was a uh, graphics and computer animation guy. And he wanted me to write blogs for him. And, and, and I did that. That was great. So I kind of thought that was my niche because it, it fit in with my technical background and stuff like that. Um, since then I have de- more developed it. Like I, I still do some technical writing but I, uh, but my my major niche is working working for coaches, helping them refine their message, helping them get it out there, helping them help helping people. Coaches change the world, right? Mm-hmm. And and sometimes you're too busy changing the world that you don't have time enough to write. And that's what I'm for. That's where the goes. And I and I get you know John, I get that because that was that was me for the long time. Was you know I I um I really it was it was a struggle because like I, I would go out and write when I needed business, but then as soon as business got rolling, I didn't have time to write. Right. Right. So, I mean, and I don't know if that was, I mean, that's the type of people you help. Is that right? Yeah. Sometimes uh, like some, like me, I'm a committed writer. Like mm-hmm. I write pretty much, maybe not every day, every day, but like most every day I get a thousand words or more or whatever out. And, and that's part of my craft. That's part of my practice. That's, but then again, words are my passion mm-hmm. and they're not everybody's everybody you know, like yours is i don't know radio shows i guess podcasts yeah. um and and for people who don't have time to write i'm there for them for people who like to write and and maybe not and maybe their message isn't quite as effective as it could be i can help them make it better mm-hmm. by editing yeah yeah um, you know, and, and that's it. I mean, with, with your editing and your writing skills, uh, in my case, I mean, there's there's my writing. Uh, my, my wife and my daughter have written for me because they get my language. Mm-hmm. In your case, writing for other people, are you able to find their language and then write into it? And I, I say that like, you know, what I mean, I wordsmith in my ways. You know, what I mean, we're, yeah, we're kind yeah. of our own people. Are you able to find that in people? I, I like to interview people. To I to to see what they're about to see to feel out the nuances and that I might that I might not get through like if they just hand me a manuscript. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like to interview people. I like to talk to people. I like to see what they're about uh, a lot, like what you're doing, just not live on a podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I learned this. Uh, so I have a friend in the industry. His name is Jonathan Peters. I don't know if you know Jonathan or not, but 
Jonathan does like ghost writing and, and like, I can tell you celebrity books that Jonathan wrote because I know him. He's oh, my snap. friend, right? Um, yeah. But he goes through like intense interviews with these people in order to do it. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, you know what I mean? For him, it's going to their house for a week and, and spending time with them. All right. And this is just to write a book. I know you're doing more smaller content, not yeah, large right book, now, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're not writing like the celebrity backstory either. So, no. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's it's an intense uh, thing to get someone's language down. But the editing, all right. Now, I, I want to go into the editing because this was a, something in the, in the beginning days of my writing. My wife and I struggled with. She used mm -hmm. to always tell me, "Hey, Tim, you know, get this editing right before you turn it over to an editor." I'm like. And then I heard from someone else who said, editing, no, you need to just put it out on paper and then go through and clean it up because yeah. don't waste the creative thought process. Is right, right, true? right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I Actually, my idea, I have a process that I use to write articles and ideally it, it works like first I, I write out what I'm thinking. I mean, I literally, I write it out with my hands and a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, I go for, you know, a couple, three, four or five pages in a composition book about that. Then I go and type it in. Okay. And as I type that in, I, I add things and I, and I work things out. Uh, and then I, and then I go back over that article and then I, I add or delete as makes sense. And then ideally, and ideally through each, between each of these steps is like at least a couple hours, if not a day or two. Right. Um, and then the final part of the process is to go make one last pass through it, do some final touch ups. It's never going to be perfect. You know, like a perfection is a is a ridiculous goal to, to try to achieve because you'll never get there. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. once it's like 80 percent good enough, then then I'm done. Mm -hmm. You know, like a, a lot of things uh, I might notice things. But like this, it comes from my time as a graphic designer. Like, like it might not be perfect, but it's only things that I will notice. You know, so once it's good enough, I'll push it out. Um, so anyway, the the magic in the editing is in the third pass. Yeah, um, and it's and it's funny because that that, that uh, I, I'm not sure my editor made the third pass. The book was right. Uh, yeah. There was an error out that went out on my first book, and a friend of mine caught it like early on oh, yeah. him and I are sitting at a cafe or something after an event. And he goes, dude, this is wrong. You can't, you can't produce this. And I, at that point in time, I've got 500 copies coming to my oh, house. My and I'm like, um, well, here's what I'm going to do is I'm just going to let it go and see who catches it. <laughs> and until this day, I wrote that book in 2012 yeah. till this day, no one. And I do mean no one has caught it. Oh, okay. Was it? And I, and I said, "There's an error. Find it." What kind of error was it? Because I'll find it. A spelling error on the back cover. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's like no one's looking for it. It's like so many of us are like. And to me, we all get worried. And the key you said there is perfection's not there. We mm -hmm. try to make it perfect and understand it's never perfect. Right. 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 It's like you and I talking about the vibe of who we are and how we can really connect with each other. Yeah. That's that's it. All right. We, we realize we're not perfect guys. That's probably why we want to call and hang out together. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm down, man. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I mean, so 2013, so, all right. You mainly then are doing the writing. Are you doing coaching or consulting or is it just the writing and you got a team? 
I, I don't have a team as yet. It's just, well, I, I do have a team, actually. I wanted to uh, give, like, minor shout-out to my uh, wife and daughter, who are my stylist and my wardrobe and style team. Thank yeah, you, guys. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and here I was going to make a crappy joke at, yeah, at your expense, but no, I, I don't. <laughs> Sorry, man. Hey, you know, my last name's Gillette. People cut it up all the time. Uh <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it's just me and I am doing uh I am doing a lot of writing and and a little bit of coaching and I'm maybe 50-50 right now. Okay, yeah, so, so there's a the balance to it, yeah. Uh and and I mean, really, I mean, one of the biggest things uh, you know, I've heard about people being in business uh and it's been my true driver all all throughout the years was I didn't get in business to get rich. I get in business to be free. All right. Yeah. Still yeah. Do the same thing. Set my business up to be free. All right. Is that you? Yeah. So you mean free, free as in the sense of freedom? Yeah. And yeah. then being able to do what you want to do and yeah. when you want to do it. Yeah. Pretty much. Except well, right I, now where you got to wear a mask go outside. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't mind, man. I'll do it. You yeah. know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm totally down. I, I don't get these people are like wanting to make it a political issue. It's not, it's, it's, and I, and again, I'm somebody who can't wear a mask and we're trying to come, I'm trying to come up with like a hat thing that comes off my hat with a, with a clinch, but I don't go in places like I right. won't. All right. But you get it. All right. It's, it's freedoms. Well, I freely choose not to go into the places that require it. That's a freedom. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but freedom. Yeah. You, you built your business because you want to be free. You don't want to, you don't want to get a 40 hour week job. So you work 90 hours a week to avoid it. Right, right, yeah, because that does that, but because that makes sense, yeah, um, yeah. It's a, well, it's a, like I like I said earlier in the program, Tim. It's like I I I was in the middle of a brain injury rehab program, and and I and I can't work in in a regular job. Yeah, like it's like there's too much chaos. There's too much going on. There's too much noise. There's too much stimulus, and it just it just wrecks me. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's uh, you know, I I I more or less have to work freelance. Okay, um, you know what I mean. So with, with, let me let me go into let me dive into that if you don't mind. And the brain sure. injury because I am I myself ninety two. Uh, I had a head injury that gave me epilepsy. Oh uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed right. that in in the podcast I watched. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean I that's that. that's an issue, all right. And most people come in and they write off people like you or me and go, well, he had a brain injury once. Well, he has this disease. But do you oh, find you found did you find your like your creative zone in it? Like, oh my gosh, okay, this is an area that the world goes crash, squash down. Oh great. Let me let me let me make something out of this. Did it bring you to life like it did me? It yes and no. Yeah, could the answer to that is is a little complex because at first it it held me down. At first it held me back like I, I, I sustained my brain injury in 84, okay? Mm -hmm. And people knew even less about brain injury in 84 than they did yep. in 92. Yeah. So, yep. so uh, I'm, I, I don't have any direct memory of this, mine, but I am convinced that at least once, if not several times, the doctor, I was in the ICU for about a month in a coma, and I'm, I'm convinced that the doctor, within earshot of me, told my parents, He'll never uh, walk again. He'll never be a productive member of society again. He'll never talk again, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And, and when I woke up in the rehab hospital, I'm like, okay, well, this is my life now. 
I'm just going to get through it. And, and I did. And then I went, I went back to, uh, to, to high school. I finished that. And then I ran out of steam my second year of college. Mm. Uh, and, and that, that wall that had been placed in me by that doctor cropped up and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Can I swear on the show? Yeah, it's fine. Um, Right on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, for the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years or whatever, I've been held back by myself mm-hmm. because I haven't wanted to, I haven't known how to reclaim my own power to the point where I can actually do some good in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what this writer thing is about is me stepping out and doing, trying to do good in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I re, again, read through stuff. I thought you've done good in the world. And, um, you know what I mean? I, I felt like the, the same thing, like the doctors had put it, you know, an overcast over me, like you can't. All right. right. Um, and, and to me, you tell me you can't, I, at first I may accept it. Like it sounded like you did, but over yeah. the long run, I'm like, okay, I've got to find a way to beat this. I've got to find a way to beat this. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something in me that, that just after a while kicks in. Yeah. And I think that's like a sign we're not dead yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Well, like I, I coasted for a long time and, and like in, in some ways I'm still coasting, but I'm, but I'm picking up, I'm taking responsibility for myself now. Um, whereas before it's, it was, I didn't know what to do. Mm. You know, I, I asked my dad, uh, shortly after my, uh, shortly after I started coming out of the coma, I started feeling myself again. Uh, and I asked, uh, I asked my father, dad, what do you want for me? What do you expect from me? What, what do you what should I do? And he said something, he said something really sweet. He's like, John, you don't need to do anything. You're alive and that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's real. That's, that's, that's great. I love that now that I'm older, mm-hmm. but, um, but then I needed direction Yeah, and I didn't yeah. get it. So I had to, I had basically, I had to provide it for myself. Well, I mean, and sometimes, I mean, I've heard this too, though, you know, uh, some of the, 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 the most intelligent people in this world are self-educated. And I don't mean like we, we rebelled against school. I mean, like we had to figure it out and that's how yeah. it became so intelligent. And that's sometimes, uh, it's almost like it kicks in that, that extra sense you don't have. Like yeah. I can't find it but I've got to find it. You know what I mean? Type deal. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to ask uh, your dad, how, how close were you with your dad uh, when you were younger? Uh, fairly close. Um, I, my, my relationship with my father was, uh, it was, it was good, but at the same time, he was a, uh, he was a university professor with a 30 mile commute. Mm. Okay. And I didn't, at the time I didn't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate how much how much uh, extra work he had to do uh, until I started doing it with my own daughter. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we were close, but we could have been closer. I would have preferred us to be closer because my mom and I were not. My mom and I were at odds all the time. Wow. So yeah. So yeah, my my dad. Um, you know, what I mean, I could say there's you know, what I mean, there's things in my past that I was like, you know, what I mean that. I didn't like about dad, what dad did. You know what I mean? How he was strict in certain ways, but like even, uh, you know, as I had clients over here on Friday, 
And my mom, my mom lives close to me now. All right. And she actually comes over for dinner and has dinner with my clients when they come in for their one day. Oh, wow. And, um, she said, she asked me, she says, well, you know what I mean? You know, there's things about your dad's that were strict that he did to you, but do you, do you really love your dad for what he, how he brought you up? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. And I think part of that now is, um, so many things that I had to learn to do after he passed. Oh, wow. And again, I mean, that's, and that's it. I mean, when we get past that, that uh, finding that extra sense, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and, and it's usually, uh, the boys relationship to their father can be how grounded they are in the world. Uh, yeah. and, and, and the girl's relationship to the mom, mm-hmm. uh, as to how, how, um, how loving they become. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. a weird phenomenon anyway, uh, but I, I've never studied into it because to me it was like, yeah, yeah, okay, when I need to understand it, I'll study it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, so is your, and is your dad still with us or? Yeah, he's still around. Uh, he's, my both my parents are, are kind of up there in age. Oh. Uh, dad is 84, 85, and, and mom is like 88 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and but they're but they're still both they're both still around. And and your dad was a, like a college professor, I assume. Yeah, yeah. As I said, yeah. All right, all right. So yeah, yeah. My dad was a high, like a Votech high school Votex teacher. So it's like both yeah, of our okay. fathers were in education. Yeah, yeah, unique. yeah. Uh, very unique, and and the, the two of us have an awful lot in common now. Wow, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I mean, what are some of the 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 goals or or dreams you have for your company and your business in the future? Um, I, I have the one thing that's been propelling me forward, um, in the last couple of years is that I have a dream of being a world-class writer. Okay. Now I'm open to whatever that looks like or whatever that means. I get, it could be like somebody like Stephen King. It could be, I could be doing more ghostwriting. I could be in high demand for, uh, um, coaching clients or what have you, it doesn't really matter. As long as I'm writing, I'm happy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm now I'm these days, especially in the last few months, I'm doing things that, oh, that I feel a world-class writer would do. Okay. I'm, I'm getting the website. I'm putting, I'm publishing articles. I'm putting myself out there. I'm getting on podcasts with awesome hosts. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing all the things, right? And and it, it's it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like that. All right, you, you mean you, you still have something that drives you? I still have something that drives me in my business, and I, yeah. I think all of us should. Um, and I and I'll bet that is what makes the coaches who need writing help come to you. They're going, well, this guy's driven. I want help from him. All yeah, right. Yeah. And do you have clients that seek you out and go, no, 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 I want to work with you. I I don't want to work with whoever you refer me. I want to work with you. I, I'm not there yet quite, but, but it's happening. My, in fact, uh, an article that I was just, uh, an article that I just wrote and published on medium, uh, was just pushed out to a, uh, to a newspaper in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't know what kind of paper this is. I don't know anything about them, but like, but I, I just got a tweet the other day that said, uh, you know, you've been published on and, and they attributed it just perfectly. and. And it's and it's all good, but that's yeah. Wow, wow, yeah. I, I don't think I've been written in any any foreign country. Uh, I think I've been on podcasts in England, but that's it. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> I've made a few in Canada, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where where are you based? I'm based out of Dallas, Texas. You? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm in Austin, so that's You're not too far from me. We're Texas people, man. Come on. <laughs> right. Did you grow up in Texas or? No, I've been here. Uh, I I was in uh, Southern California for uh, for the first 17 years of my life, and then I moved to Texas uh, in in my 17th year. So yeah, you did it at 17. All right, I waited till I was 30 to get to Texas. All right, okay. now, both of us made a wide choice, but leaving California, anyway, not going to touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss it, man. I I miss it. Well, no, there's some cool things about California, but like I have a friend who's now moving from my, my marketing coach. He's not moving from, he's buying a second house here in Dallas because he's just going, you know, dude, the amount of money you save in taxes, I'll take that at this point, just by having a second house, I can get them, you know? And I'm like, okay, oh, wow. yeah, uh, but I get it. All right. There's certain States that are just, they're, they're cutting the creative guys like you and me out going, well, let me just tax you to death. And you go, dude, why am I working? Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, come on, Tim, let's tax some of these corporations and stuff, right? Yeah, that, yeah. that, that have the money to spare. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's a whole nother topic. I don't like to go right. anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Right. That's um, why I shut my mouth on it. Yeah. I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't talk politics on my show. I have no beliefs, uh, and I'm glad that other people have beliefs, but, uh, my beliefs stay my beliefs. Um, <laughs> and that's, what's cool about, about people. Uh, so, uh, you, you only have one daughter. Is yeah. that one child? How yeah, old? Yeah. Uh, she's 20. 20? Okay, yeah. Mine's in her 30s. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yes. What's I her have, name? I have two stepsons now, too. So uh, I'm on yeah. my marriage, our, our third marriage, actually, and and two stepsons. Uh, but but uh, the relationship with your daughter in her 20s, now, did she go on to college, or did, did she just come out of school and go into work late? Actually, we uh, we we homeschooled her. We uh, She was in uh, – she was – we we put her in uh, in regular school up until the third grade, and then uh, she she when she came home to us and she said uh, and she was all stressed out about the standardized tests mm -hmm. that they push down your throat that they start pushing down your throat at uh, at uh, the third grade, and she came to us and she says, "Mom, Dad, I think I need therapy. Um, school is stressing me out." Uh, then we we pulled her out shortly after that, uh, and we started homeschooling her. Uh, and, and actually we, we, we tried to homeschool her and then we discovered that for her, a process called unschooling works, worked better, which is basically where, uh, the child chooses their own areas of interest and that, and the parent helps them pursue those interests. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, especially with my father being an educator, like I thought that education was supposed to work a certain way. And then my daughter kind of opened my eyes and see it can work all kinds of ways, many of which work better mm -hmm. for, uh, for the individual child than, than the, than the regular stuff them in a school box, uh, in a, in a Cracker Jack box kind of way. Well, you don't you know, a box kind of guy. So I assume that you're not going to have kids who are box. Kind well, of kids. Yeah. It, this was a long time coming though. Yeah. Like, like you say, like you were saying in the pre-show, you 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 changed your style up and like my for a, such a long time my style was short hair and and you know the whole crew cut thing and topsiders and you know not anymore man yeah uh well i mean uh, do you know larry wingett no 
Okay, so Larry Wingett's, uh, this is what I learned. I start, I had, I interviewed him in 2012 on one of my earlier podcasts, and he's known as the pit bull of personal development. And oh, this wow. guy is like outspoken about everything, right? I think his first book was uh, uh, Stop Whining, Shut Up, Stop Whining, and Get a Life or something like that. <laughs> it's just like, so I interviewed him and I asked him about that. I was like, you know what I mean? So Larry, uh, um, you know, why are you do this? And he, he basically went through the whole story about how basically he got sick of being kind of like your daughter. He got sick of being pushed down a certain road and just said, that's it. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do it my way. Yeah. And, you know, and that takes marketing to do, by the way. And, and I, I mean, I applaud you for trying to find that marketing to do it like I did. It takes marketing to do it your own way because yeah. there are so many industries that, that they want you to fit in. Writing is one of them. Oh, my gosh. Now, I'm not published in traditional publishing. I use self-publishing and hybrid yeah. publishing to do all my books. And the, the the traditional publishing route, oh, my God, you want to talk about, like, you know, the crap that we went through in school and have to be fit in a box. Oh, God, yeah. You're stuck yeah. in it. And people are like us are producing books left and right without them. It's right, like, right. he's dying, dude. Change it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like a lot of uh, a lot of industries, like the old rich white dudes are dying off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all I got to say. It's like it's it's just a matter of time. They're they're hanging on. They're but but this is the I think this is the last uh, generation where they really will have uh, a, any kind of great influence over over anything really. Yeah. So so I, I always got an interesting question that I do like to ask all my guests, and that is like. In this process, going throughout all the years, do you have one mentor, or maybe it goes back to your teens that, that maybe it wasn't a mentor, it was just somebody who gave you one bit, bit of advice that has inspired you your entire life? Um, there's yes and no. Again, um, there's I I have had abysmal luck finding mentors in my life. Uh, I very early on I read a book called. Uh, the way of the spiritual, the way of the peaceful warrior by Dan Millman. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and in that book, mentors figure very, very heavily. Like the, the guy, he goes off the deep end and then he finds the mentor and then the mentor brings him back to life. And it's, and it's all awesome after that. And then like back in that period, I read several books that were mentor driven like that, several uh, self-help books like that. And, and I thought that that's something I wanted to get. For myself, but I, I, as I said, I've had abysmal luck with it. Mm -hmm. um, so I've had to learn how to trust myself mm -hmm. and my own wisdom and my own knowing. Uh, now that said, there had been people that have provided inspiring bits of advice, and the one that I can think of right now is very early on uh, when when my daughter was three, maybe three or four. Uh, we were we were in a daycare or or a or a preschool or something like that, and and a teacher there advised us that parents are like the banks of a river, and the child is the water. The child can do whatever he wants, he or she wants, within the banks of the river. And as the child grows up, as the child matures, the banks of the river get wider and wider, but the wow. child still operates within them, and the parents are their job is to provide the banks of that river and to be stability and to so the child can eventually go out into the world on their own. That's that's pretty profound, dude. <laughs> that's, <laughs> isn't it? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I never thought of it that way, but that's pretty like, you know, that's, that's righteous, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it though? I love that piece of advice. Yeah. Um, but and it's like, where, and you're going to like, where were you when my kids were three? But yeah. yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So, I mean, so then, you know, I mean, you, 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 you then said you, you read many books. All right. Do you have a favorite book that you go back to other than that one that you just mentioned? Do you have a favorite that you go back to on occasion and go, man, I got to go retap into that one. Um, yeah, actually I'm, I'm wow. Well, I know I, you I have one and it's right here. So that's why I'd ask it. <laughs> what is it? One I've had for life. I, I, I mean, I oh, can't wow. how many times I've gone back and reread this book. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Actually, I'm uh, I'm rereading uh, right now. I'm rereading the uh, Conversations with God series by uh, Neil Donald Walsh. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you're familiar with that? Good. I'm familiar with them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and they those particular those particular books were very uh, instrumental in my first, if I may, if I can dare say this, like when I was first becoming woke, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I hate saying that, but you know. But we get um, to yeah. Yeah. Um, but when there was when that process was first happening, I I ran into that book, and and it just meshed so well with not only with the way I thought about myself, but with my own upbringing and stuff. Uh, him being Roman Catholic, I was Roman Catholic too. Yeah. yeah. Um. Excuse me. So, so right now I'm I'm working on the third book. Uh, I periodically I revisit one of the other of them. Yeah, and I, mine's an interesting one. I found this by like when I was going through a homeless period of my life. This was sitting on a friend of mine's house. I was staying on his couch. This yeah, was sitting on his coffee table. The book was written in 1930. Like I want to say like 32 or something like that. Yeah, and like some of the stuff into it is still to my, to my knowledge, I still call it some of those modern stuff. 1925 was the original. Oh, wow. And you're like, well, you need, I need the most modern. I'm like, dude, 1925, it's still relevant. Yeah. Well, it, it, and certain pieces are timeless like that. Well, I, I assume. All right. Because of the way that you are a writer, that you're going to write stuff that people are going to find a hundred years from now. And they're going to go like, yeah, this That's is what I'm hoping because of the fact that, you know what I mean? How you are, you've tuned into the world and going, I mean, with great wisdom like that with your daughter, you yeah. gotta have stuff that you're putting out that is going to yeah. make the, you know, and that's what we should be doing. Cause it ain't just about me fixing me. And now it's about me fixing the world. And I do it by what I'm doing here and now. Would you agree? Exactly. Exactly. I feel you. And yeah. actually, and, and I know you didn't, you're not keen on uh, talking politics on your show and I'm not going to talk politics, but that said, I just wrote in an article and published it on medium last week. That's uh, that's about uh, the the case for creating a new political party because the Democrats are failing us, the Republicans are failing us, the three uh, minor parties are too small to make a big difference. So what are we going to do? You know, I, we can unite. And then, and my uh, my article is about the Unity Party. That's the one that was shared in uh, in the Pakistani paper. Oh, okay. That, well, yeah, I can see why that's that's cool. that's a cool article. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, we can go down that. We'll go. You and I will go down that road, not on air someday. <laughs> right on, right on. I, I think we jive on that. So yeah, good deal. 
Um, well, you know what I mean? It's, this, this has been a fun interview. All right. It's been great getting to know you, but I want to make sure some of my readers and listeners and followers can all find you. Uh, what, what is the best website they go to, to check you out? The, uh, my, the best website is for me is, uh, my personal, uh, website, uh, three media.com. Uh, that's the name of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also on uh, medium and I'll put a link to the, to my medium page on, on the three L media comments, page yeah, put it in the comments when we're done. So yeah, cool. yeah, we'll do. Um, you know, and do you have anything there like a, you know, a free offer or something like that they can get a hold of you with or, uh, there is, I have a, right now I have a bite size offer. Okay. Uh, to, you know, you can get involved with me and my writing skills. I can write a thousand words for you, a, you know, a thousand, two thousand words for you for 99 bucks. Okay. Um, and, and that's, that's a way to just see if you like my writing style, see if you like what I can do for you. Cool. Cool. So, um, well, I mean, you know, it, it has been unique having you on the show today, John. Uh, awesome, man. I, I do like to close my show out with a little game, though, John. I hope you've heard about it. It's called yeah. This or That. Yeah. I've made oh, a list there of nine things to find out who you are. My listeners, some of my listeners really love this. So right on. Uh, I'm just going to give you two choices. You tell me which one. Some of these may prompt other choices, and some of these may prompt <laughs> <other> questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like to start out to find out who my 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 geeks and nerds are, and that's uh, Star Wars or Star Trek. Okay, well, I like here we go. Um, I like I like Star Wars because it follows the hero's journey real closely. Yeah. But at the same time, I grew up with Star Trek. Yeah. So I'm I, I like I I read books. I I watched the show. I I did the thing. Star Trek's got an idea, a, a, a awesome vision for a future society. Where we can all do what we want to do and not worry about it. Yeah, I listen so, to a micro yeah. podcast. Uh, you know, I mean, talking about the creation of of, of Star Trek. Anyway, oh wow, whole, whole cool thing. But my Super next one cool. is another sci-fi one, and that is uh, from the movie Matrix: Red Pill or Blue Pill? Which one is the one that I always forget? It's the the one I, I prefer the truth. The red red pill that reveals the unpleasant truth, and the blue pill is to remain blissfully ignorant. I'll, I'll take the red one, thanks. Me too. Just give me the truth, guys. All right. Yeah. It's gonna sting. I'd rather take the sting up front than to find it out I, later. I feel you. So my next one is something that I'm not sure you're into, but you're gonna find out how how much I am, and that is Van Halen, Sammy or Dave. Uh. I, you know, I never did like uh, Van Hagar too much. So, so yeah, let's go with Dave. <laughs> I'm a huge Van Halen fan. So it's like, oh, yeah? but I like them both, but Dave was better. I mean, it just, yeah, more hits with it, but Dave was still better. Anyway, yeah. Um, my next one moves into food products and that is taco or hamburger. You can get more variety with tacos. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, but don't get me wrong. I like a good hamburger, but yeah. You live in Texas. It's, 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 it's six of one half dozen or the other. You live in Texas. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, how about this one here? Beer or wine? I, whiskey. Whiskey? Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Now we got a whole other topic to talk about. All right. <laughs> okay. Have you had the T, have you had the TX uh, bourbon made no. here in Texas? No. Oh, you got to get that, bro. I'm just no, but I did, but I I did try the uh, Sam Houston. Yeah, yeah, I've that's had the Sam Houston too. Another great one. Yeah, yeah. 
we're yeah. making some good whiskey and bourbon here in Texas. Just yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but, have this but, other, I, have, I have this other whiskey I have here in my house. It's kind of clear. comes from Tennessee in mason oh. jars, if oh, you know yeah. what I mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, my <laughs> next one here is, would you rather listen to a podcast or music? I'm sorry? Uh, would you rather listen to a podcast or music? Probably music. Because... Okay. Um, I mean, not. I don't have anything against podcasts. I might be getting. I might be getting getting into them myself uh, sometime soon because of the interview thing I was talking about earlier. But uh, but like my brain likes music better. Podcasts, I have to process the words. Yeah, yeah. My my coach, uh, my marketing coach, Craig Duswalt. I don't know if you know Craig. Craig, it, well, he was in the music industry, um, and he basically he writes all of his stuff, and and he says his number one song to have playing in the background while he's writing is uh four non blondes what's up oh you know i mean it's like I, I i listen to that song and i'm like i can't all right but like if i have music playing or some noise in the background i can write better yeah i do yeah. too yeah i do too um so my next one here is beach or mountains beach i grew up near it what beach did you did you go to a lot out there uh, I was in Laguna Beach California so uh there was a there was a set of named beaches Mm -hmm. uh, I, my favorite was Woods Cove. Mm. Yeah. Oh God. Ben, Ben do it. Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow, dude. I know I live in Texas, but I visit California quite a bit. So, wow. Okay. Now I'm going to get into some controversial ones that I love to finish them out with. And the next one is the toilet paper. Does it go over on the roll or under? <laughs> <laughs> I have a deep, Deep-seated loathing of people who uh, roll it under. So yeah, over definitely. I I had a girl on from New Hampshire, and she said, "Listen, I'm single, and if I start dating a guy, and he, and if I go and change that toilet paper from under to over three times, after the third time, I break up with him." This relationship. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the way it's on the patent, man. I mean, if you if you look at the patent rules, it's on over, but. Some of the most calmest people in the world, they you ask them that question, and that's when they become defensive. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. All right. How about my last one here? And that's boxers or briefs. Both. I wear boxer briefs. I, I, at least it's not neither. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> one more time, uh, one more time, John. Tell them your website so they can find you. Right on. Yeah, uh, I, I can be found at 3owlmedia.com. And if you'd like to, uh, to schedule a conversation with me, the button's right there at the bottom. Cool, cool. So, uh, again, I appreciate you, John, coming on the show today, uh, letting my listeners know who you are and how they can find you. It's been it was a lot of fun. fun. Yeah, been real. So Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, Tim. Thanks. You bet. So to you, the listeners, all right, I want to say thank you for listening in. All right, go check out John and his website because this guy's really a cool dude. And again, you, I don't put anybody that's not cool dudes on my show. It's just the way it is. All right, go check him out and be sure to go and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts with us. All right, timgilletteshow.com takes you directly over, directly over to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe over there. And if you know somebody who'd be great on the show, connect with us and we'll put them on the show as well. I'm Tim Gillette with the Tim Gillette Show, and I will see you next time. Bye now.